Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, straight off the bat, this isn't just a list of the best guest stars that were ever on Star Trek. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban. This is a list of those that found their way in, in kind of strange ways. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick, this is Trek Culture, and here are 10 actors who appeared on Star Trek in unusual ways. Number 10, Christian Slater. Christian Slater was, in 1990, a major Hollywood star, so he could generally have had his pick of whatever project he wanted to do. When Star Trek VI The Undiscovered Country came along, he had the unique honour of being able to say, My mom got me the part. Mary Slater was the casting director for the film, and when a scene came that required Captain Sulu to be informed of a communique from Starfleet, she quickly got her son fitted for a monster maroon Starfleet uniform and slotted him into the role. On paper, it's a lot of dialogue for a stand-and-deliver character, which is part of the charm. Plus, seeing George Takei snap at Slater was a hoot as well, as Slater probably was making more money per movie than Takei did for the entirety of the original series' run. Either way, this is a fine example of a Trek fan using a little bit of clout and some very well-placed connections to get a part in a film. A larger part, in fact, than the world's richest man could claim. More on that in a moment. Number 9. Paul Newman. Conspiracy is the first season episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that is either terrifyingly paranoia-inducing or ludicrously over-the-top, depending on who you ask. The plot revolves around little insectoids infiltrating the highest reaches of Starfleet Command, attaching themselves, parasite-like, to the base of the victim's brains. And, if the guest star's agent was a good enough negotiator, the stun setting on a phaser would be enough to knock them out. Commander Remick was not so lucky. The character, played by Robert Schenken in all but one scene, was host to the queen of these parasites. It had hollowed out his chest and set up shop, working him like a marionette. Picard and Riker chase the creatures down and discover him sending a message into the far reaches of space. As his throat swells, he hisses that they only seek peaceful coexistence. The two officers doubt him, aim their phasers, and fire. In the moment that shocked audiences when it aired, Remick's head has the skin blasted away before it explodes. This is the moment where Schenken relinquishes the role to Paul Newman. The dummy prop that was used for the scene was in fact a mould of the Sting actor's face filled with raw meat. This was then blown up, creating the effect seen in the episode. Number 8. William Hartnell, John Pertwee, Peter Davison 
Doctor Who is older than Star Trek by three years, though both franchises have had their share of ups and downs over the years. Though characters from the two franchises have yet to meet on screen, there have been references to the many actors who've played the Doctor slotted into Star Trek The Next Generation, at least before that pesky remaster came along. In the first season episode, The Neutral Zone, Counselor Troy is attempting to help Claire Raymond come to terms with having woken from cryosleep almost 400 years into her future. She understandably feels that everything she's ever known or loved has faded into dust, so Troy sets about tracking down what's become of her family. The line of names in the Raymond line included William Hartnell, John Pertwee and Peter Davison. There's also another split-second shot that includes Patrick Troughton, Tom Baker and Colin Baker as well. Basically, all of the actors, bar Peter Cushing, who had played the Doctor to that point. It was a clever, rights-safe way of honouring the other science fiction franchise without spelling it out too openly to the audience. Number 7. Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos, in one aspect at least, is like many of us when he says that he has been a Star Trek fan since he was a small child. He described calling Paramount Studios and Viacom repeatedly begging them to be let in a Star Trek film. He also stipulated that he would wear any amount of makeup and play any part just so that he could appear on screen. When Star Trek Beyond went into production, Bezos got his wish. Justin Lin got the call advising him that Bezos had to be in the film. What's more, the role had to be a speaking part with words that were integral to the overall plot so that it couldn't end up on the cutting room floor. In the end, Bezos gets to say two words on screen. Speak normally. He is the heavily made-up officer who fits Kalara with her universal translator. Though the scene lasts barely a moment, Bezos credited the entire experience as highly memorable, even if the character didn't end up fitting that same description. Number 6. Mick Fleetwood Mick Fleetwood is one of several high-profile musicians who appeared in Star Trek, with other notable names being Iggy Pop, Tom Morello and Vanessa Williams. However, all of them were able to show their faces for the most part, even if Pop had to don the face-hugging ears of a Vorta to do it. Fleetwood, on the other hand, now he was a huge fan of Star Trek, and when approached, he jumped at the chance to appear, even though the makeup would make him indistinguishable. He joked at the time that he would do whatever was required of him, including shave off his beard, as long as he got to beam up or beam down. The episode in which he appears, Manhunt, is a second season story that revolves mostly around Roxana Troy's search for a mate. Her telepathic abilities manage to uncover the fact that the Antedan diplomats that Fleetwood and his co-star are posing as are actually terrorists, with explosives sewn into their costumes. They plan to blow up the conference where the Enterprise is headed toward. The episode is a largely silly affair, with some excellent fish acting by Fleetwood. Number 5. Jane Weedlin. Jane Weedlin is best known as being a member of the 80s band The Go-Go's, whose song We Got The Beat was memorably used as the intro for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She also has formed her own band, Frosted, in the 90s with the capitalised S and T standing for Star Trek, as she's such a huge Star Trek fan. She appeared on Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, though she technically doesn't appear on screen. Rather, in a case of how far down the rabbit hole we will go, she appears on a screen on screen. She played Lieutenant, or Lieutenant Commander, it's unclear with the insignia, Trila, who was serving aboard the USS Shepard when the whale probe disabled them. She's effectively background noise during her appearance, though it can just be discerned that she's sending a distress call and that there is a virus aboard the ship that was contained, though now is ravaging the ship's crew. She further stated that life support reserves would only last another eight hours, and at that point, the situation was looking pretty grim for her ship. 
Number 4. Will Wheaton Will Wheaton was, of course, Wesley Crusher, the first child to serve aboard the Enterprise D. Audiences were not fond of him during the first season, though this was due to a mix of poorly written dialogue and a propensity for Roddenberry to insist on Wesley somehow saving the day. Basically, he was the annoying kid in class who always happens to be right pissing off everyone around them. Wheaton elected to leave the show in the fourth season, believing that a brighter future awaited him in the movies. Unfortunately, this dream didn't pan out. He would struggle for much of the 90s between acting roles and personal issues, though in the noughties, he has made a solid home for himself on television as a writer and as a presenter. In 2009, he returned to Star Trek, though anyone could be forgiven for not recognising him. He gave his voice to several of the Romulans serving aboard the Narada, taking orders from Eric Bana's Nero. It was a fun choice of casting, as was Joe Quinto, Zachary Quinto's brother, who plays a Romulan, though he actually gets to show his face in the film. Number three, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking's appearance in Star Trek is unusual in that he is, to date, the only person to ever appear in Star Trek and plays themselves on screen. His fellow holograms in this scene with Data, Sir Isaac Newton and Albert Einstein, were, shockingly, played by actors. His guest starring role came about while he was due to tour Paramount Studios on a promotional tour for his book, A Brief History of Time. During his tour, he asked to visit the Star Trek The Next Generation set. He was helped into the captain's chair, after which he commented that it was a lot more comfortable and a lot more powerful than his own chair. While touring the main engineering set, he looked at the warp core and quipped, I'm working on that. After this visit, he asked if he could appear on the show. Naran Shankar recalled that there was a lot of pondering on set as to how best to write the most profound scene for him to appear in. Eventually, the poker game won. Brent Spiner recalled working with Hawking as being one of his favourite experiences in all of Star Trek. Hawking was even able to get some jabs in at Einstein. When he reveals his winning hand, he gloats, Wrong again, Albert, which alludes to the fact that Hawking had disproved several of Einstein's theories in the course of his career. Number two, Sean Connery. Okay, straight up, this is a bit of a cheat. Sean Connery was originally approached for the role of Cybok in Star Trek V The Final Frontier. He turned the movie down as he was busy making Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade at the time, so Lawrence Luckenbill stepped in instead. Whatever our thoughts on the film as a whole, there is no denying that Luckenbill gives a fantastic performance as the emotional half-brother, fully Vulcan brother of Spock. However, Sean Connery is still in the film, technically. For almost the entire movie, Cybok is searching for what the Terrans call Eden, the Romulans called Vortivore, the Klingons called Kui2, and the Vulcans call Shakari. Shakari, as in Sean Connery, but broken up. That's right, the movie spends most of its plot chasing the actor who turned down the role of the prophet. It was the writer's way of including him in the film while not actually having the man appear. Now, considering the reception that Star Trek V got on release, it's unclear if Connery ever felt particularly fond of this tribute. Number one. James Brown. Star Trek V The Final Frontier is wonderful. It is so over the top and crazy that it actually makes for a very enjoyable watch. While its placement in the rankings of Star Trek films in general is a bit dodge, there's no denying that there's a lot happening here. From tips of the hat at spies to vocal cameos from legendary singers. On Nimbus 3, the planet of galactic peace, there is a city called Paradise. Lost. Therein lies a bar, and in this bar, there is a lady. This is no ordinary lady, oh no. She's a three-breasted cat person, though she has been confirmed to be neither a Kazinti nor a Cation. She is, however, a bloody good singer, with her powerful voice shocking Captain Kirk as she jumps at him to attack him. She does have a little help in this regard. For Star Trek V, Mark Mangini, who was in charge of special effects, God help him, created sounds for the dangerous Catwoman by mixing real cat noises with distorted James Brown's screams. 
Though the famous singer doesn't appear in person, his vocals are unmistakable as she screeches her way to a watery doom. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.